Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. There's something out there that is an acronym. It's three letters. It stands for something that can change your life. And it's RTT. Uh, have you ever heard of it? Rapid Transformational Therapy is what it is. It's a form of hypnotherapy, and it can really help you when you're dealing through many different things. It could be anxiety, stress, depression, want to quit smoking, uh, control your weight. That's just a, a, a few things of many that RTT can help you out with. She practices all this stuff and more, and she's back with us. We're going to learn a lot about this today. Shirley Berard is with us. Hey, Shirley, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. I'm good. And before we met, I had RTT. I thought I was just doing regular hypnotherapy, but then I learned it was RTT. Is there a huge difference between, call it traditional hypnotherapy and RTT? I do. I feel like um, RTT really gets to the root of the matter. And there's three scenes that we do with rapid transformational therapy instead of with hypnotherapy where they might do one or two. And we even are willing to go more in depth. If we still don't feel like all three scenes are enough, we'll go into fourth scene just to see what that shows as well. Um, when you said that, did you say scenes or themes? Scenes, like with an S. Tell us about that. Sure. Yeah. So with the scenes, when we, the person's under depression, under hypnotherapy, um, I'll start asking questions being like, you know, um, taking you back to the the root of the problem, the, the reason, the scene, like what you're seeing. It's like you're looking at it through a, a screen, but you're not reliving it. You're just viewing it. And then I'll just ask them, what are, tell me what they see, they're here, they're feeling, you know, just so they're kind of can be there all over again. So it's just really kind of finding out what happened, what time of day, who was around, things like that. Interesting. Cause now I'm thinking back to the session that I had before we met and yeah, a lot of the stuff is childhood connected yeah. that we deal with mm -hmm. nowadays. Um, that came from our childhood. And yeah, I did look at a situation in a few different ways. Um, it's almost as if like you're flying over a game and you're looking down, you know, maybe from the bleachers or from a plane and you're seeing it, you know, in different, different camera angles, I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, like you're not, you're there, but you're, it's not you kind of like you're watching it happen. Right, right. And that's what it felt like. Like I was watching uh, myself on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Wow. Um, it makes such a difference, though, when you figure that out, when you go back there. Um, do you yeah. find that a lot of people kind of know that it goes back to that time? Or do you find a lot of people have no idea why they're dealing with what they're dealing with and then you have to work them back? I think a lot of times people think they come in for one reason and then they do the scenes and everything and they find out why they were feeling that way, they may have not even realized what the root of the problem was. So I feel like a lot of people don't even realize like what really caused that. I mean, it, within they do, but they probably don't realize it until they go into those scenes and really look at it again. And they're like, huh, I didn't even realize, you know, I forgot about that part. You know, they blocks, they blocked out some stuff. You know, let's talk about that. Um, okay. We, do we, many of us block it out 
And it's just like, it, I want to say it's gone forever. It's It's been placed in our subconscious and we're not dealing with it. Does that seem to happen a lot? Yeah, definitely. Um, people block out things that they don't like, whether it's a bad memory or something that's painful. And then when you have to go back and look at it, it's, it's like right there in your face. And you're just like, I, a lot, yeah, a lot of times that happens. Hmm. So you must have a lot of breakthrough moments with people then. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, um, uh, I remember there was a client I had who, um, uh, she forgot that she was, um, she buried it like that. She was sexually, um, abused when she was younger. She came in for something completely different and was just like, I blocked that out. I didn't even remember that. And that triggered why she realized why she didn't like to be go for massages. It was because of that initial problem that happened when she was younger. So during the session for her, did it, was, was the, there an aha moment? Like, oh my gosh, I, I, now I remember it. Or did she not even realize it? And then it just, it, it, it just came up. She didn't realize it. Um, it was like, she blocked it out and was just like, she knew she, it was like, she knew like something happened, but she just couldn't remember. Like she knew the person, like she was just like, I don't like that person, but she didn't know why. And then when she revisited and she was like, oh, it was definitely an aha moment. Like the veil has been lifted. She didn't know that happened. And I could see that, that it was something, something not good happened. And then you just drop it, you know, you, you squash it and you're like, yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but it just wasn't a good time until yeah. you start peeling the layers back in RTT. Um, I heard this the other day and it really it stopped me in my tracks in that these things that we intentionally bury in in her situation it maybe it wasn't intentional she j- it just happened like I'm I'm just you know I don't know I'm doing it but I I squash it down but if we're harboring those feelings um of just hiding things squashing emotions uh, yeah I call it an emotional bucket you can only put so much in there until it overflows but right. really what stood out for me is somebody said you're using so much energy to compress it and squash it down so you don't have to deal with it. And you, you're taking that energy away from other things, including being happy to try and squish it down so you don't have to deal with it, even if it's subconsciously, I would assume. Like in her situation, you know, when she's on the massage table and it's just something's not right, mm, squashing it down here, compressing it down, all that energy is is kind of going to waste in a way because you could be using it for, for, for better things in your life. Does that sound reasonable? Have you ever heard that thought that? Yeah, I definitely have thought that before that, um, squashing it down and, you know, getting to a point where it's like, there's so much that you're filling yourself with so many emotions that you haven't dealt with. And then all of a sudden it just comes out, like it explodes out of you, all these emotions, memories. And it's like, you can't stuff it down anymore. It's just coming out and there's nowhere to hide. No, you just have to deal with it because it's coming out nonstop. Do people tell you before a session occasionally that, what, uh, uh, Shirley, I don't want to cry. I'm telling you right now, I don't want to cry. Yeah, I've had um, a client that told me that they don't cry. Um, a few, a couple of months ago, she was just like, I don't cry. I want to get to the bottom of why I'm not crying. I just have no emotions. I'm drinking more, but I just, I don't like, I don't cry. So we, um, uh, I we did the progression. And she saw visually a huge ball of emotions in front of her. And she was just like, I see a huge blue ball of emotions. And I was like, okay, let's tackle that. Let's see what that's all about. 
And yeah, it was all her emotion. She dived into it. We actually didn't even finish that session that same day. She was just like, you know, I just don't feel well right now. And uh, after when I spoke to her uh, a few days later, she told me that all these emotions came out. She was crying. She was vomiting, all kinds of things, sweating. And she stopped drinking. She was just like, it was just a purge of everything coming out all at once. Sounds like a sucky time, but on the flip side of that, I'll bet she felt so much better and just like the the weight of the world off your shoulders. Yeah, absolutely lighter for sure. Hmm. Can you give examples like between traditional hypnotherapy and RTT? Is there like certain language, um, anything that, that like just, just so people understand a little bit better? Sure. Like for me, I know like language with um, rapid transformational therapy, it's just more of the lines where we're just guiding them through it, just telling us, you know, um, we're just saying words like, it's not you, um, uh, just kind of guiding them to where the root of the issue began. And then with hypnotherapy, it's the direction of the two scenes. So it's just um, a little different, but I kind of work more with rapid transformational therapy. And is is RTT, like you said before, you, you look at something through a, a number of different scenes. Um, as opposed to hypnotherapy, you might just look at one situation and then and that would be it. Um, right. The difference between the two in getting the job done to help somebody heal, uh, again, rapid, there's a reason, you know, you're doing things that kind of speed things up. Um, yeah. if, if you compared regular hypnotherapy to RTT and let's say somebody who wants to stop smoking or control their weight or dealing through anxiety, how many, everybody's different, I get it, but how many uh, on average less sessions would you need to get the job done? In your opinion, again, this, this is not scientific. It's a moving okay. target, you know? Um, yeah, like you said, it depends on the person. Sometimes it can be done in that one session. Sometimes it can be three or four sessions. It all depends on the person if they're listening to the recording at the end. Hmm. Yeah, we, we touched upon that last time in terms of making a recording. Is somebody yeah. actually hypnotized when they listen to that recording? Do you lead them into hypnosis? Yes, um, okay. kind of do the, you know, you're walking down the stairs, you're on step five, step four. Now you're walking down slowly to step three. Yep, definitely do that. And then I go into it with um, just letting them um, just kind of regress in them. And then just, it's all about the voice, how your voice is, the tone and everything. And they also train you on that. So yeah, you can definitely through listening to a recording, get hypnotized and you can listen to it during your, while you're driving, sleeping, whatever you're doing. Mm. Do you have to, I've always, uh, often heard it's uh, 21 days to change a, a habit. Do you need to listen to the recording for 21 days? They do say you should listen to it for 25, 24, 21 days. I usually say listen to it for 21 days, but it really takes 12 days for it to stick. And then that 21, that the rest of those days is what really kind of changes the pattern. Wow. What if you miss a few days along the way? You know, we all get busy and, uh, you know, before we met, I had the RTT session. I haven't done 21 days. (laughs) Okay. Full disclosure. And it was like last night, ah, it's late. And then I forgot about it. And the day before, forgot about it. Um, can you pick up where you left off without losing anything? I definitely think you can. I've definitely done um, done tapes for myself as well and listen to it and then don't listen to it and then listen to it again and pick up right back where I was. 
as long as you're, you know, you're focused and you know what you want to do, whether it's like losing weight, if you want to lose that weight, you listen to it. And then maybe say you dropped about three or four pounds, you stop listening to it and then you get back to it. You can get back on, on track for sure. So interesting. You said you made a recording for yourself of yourself yeah, and you do it in the same exact way that you would for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, I need, sometimes I need work, you know, hearing myself or just to hear a recording, just, you know, being like, you're, you're doing good. You know, you're happy. You're in a good mood. Nothing's going to bother you. You're light on your feet. You know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's very helpful to do that. I I find I'm intrigued. Uh, (laughs) Hearing your own voice and you telling yourself those things that uh, get you in the hypnotic state, like we said before, and one of the ways is picturing steps and you're going down the steps and it could be, it could be, you know, step 10 through one or one through 10, whatever, however you do it. Um, and then you're hypnotized. You're in a hypnotic state just by listening to yourself. Yes. So cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I've, you know, even listening to the audio myself, I do, it's, even when I think it's, oh, it's not going to work this time. It's not going to work. I'm laying on the couch. Eh, it's not going to work. And then you get to the point where, you know, the, the practitioner is saying, all right, your eyes are gl- like, feel like they're glued shut. You can't open them. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't. Now, if I really wanted to, I could, but they're reasonably tight without me even really trying just by listening. Uh, it's pretty yeah. amazing how that works. Yeah, it's so true. Like for me, what always pushes me further in or, and I've heard it for other people, is that snap. Like, you're glued shut, sealed shut, deeper and deeper. Those words always push me in deeper into a hypnosis. Same. And I didn't, in, in the audio I have, there is somebody snapping. Uh, yeah. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. So I, I, I think I should, you know, moving forward, maybe that would be, you know, helpful, you know, even go deep mm-hmm. into a deeper state. But I will say, I don't know, like a week or so ago, I fell asleep. <laughs> toward the end. Of oh, it. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that tends to happen for sure, which, which is all good. Right. Because your mind, you're still listening. Your subconscious is going 24 seven. Uh, exactly. And yep. you know, just to illustrate this, I heard uh, recently, just reading online, some research that if you want a creative solution to a problem, you think about it before you go to bed and let your subconscious work on it. And in the morning when you wake up, you'll have the answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely worked for, yep. I've done that or I've done that for people as well. Mm. Which just goes to show that your subconscious mind is, is it's, it's going 24 seven, you know, people sometimes have trouble sleeping. Uh, I guess if you could stop your subconscious mind from always working while you're sleeping, you probably would not off easier. Do you, do you work with people that, uh, or have you, that have an insomnia? Um, I actually did work with somebody uh, for the first time um, with insomnia. They had trouble sleeping. Um, their mind's always going. They have something they've always dealt with throughout their life. And I definitely did a recording for them and I did a session just kind of telling them you're at peace, you're at ease, you love sleeping, you love your eyes, resting, and it's great. You love getting about six or seven hours of sleep. So, yeah. We did a recording and it was um, changing and they said that their sleep is getting better. Yeah. I, I, I could believe it because if you've been woken up from stress or, you know, I know somebody that wakes up every night between two and three 
and she went mm-hmm. through she went through a trauma, uh, which was only a few years ago. She wakes up in a panic yeah. every single night. I said, and she's she's done one quick hypnotherapy session. I said, you need to do more, not just about that, about a lot of stuff. Um, but that would take it away. And it's funny you say, say when we go through those things during our sleep, it's almost as if we don't want to go to sleep because now yeah. you're feeling that anxiety like, oh, here we go again. All right, two o'clock, I'm going to wake up. It's going to ruin my sleep again. So you have that apprehension. But I love what you said where you put the suggestions in of you love sleeping. You love getting that seven to eight hours. You have just you feel so much better when you wake up. You you put the positive yeah. stuff in there. I love that. Yeah. So that way they can like visually see it, you know, see it happening. And they're like, yeah, I do. I feel it. You know, they feel that feeling. For somebody that's not uh, very visual and in my experience, you see things when you get hypnotized. Like I saw myself as a kid at seven, at nine. I saw different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Lots of different ones. Living in this apartment over here. How about over here? What if, if you're not really a super visual person? Can can you still get the job done? Absolutely. So if somebody, you put them into scenes and they're like, I can't see anything. I see blacks. Nothing. I see nothing. I'm like, okay. We'll do another scenario where it's like we'll put them in front of the house, kind of set up the scene. You're in front of your door at six years old. Now you're you're opening that door, walking in, walking around the house, you know, definitely set up the scene so they can visually see it be there. Or even we'll set up a scene where I'll just say something where it's like, so you see yourself, present self now, and then you see six-year-old you in front of you. Do they look happy? What are they look? What do they look like? Are they excited to see you? They know who you are. Things like that. Set it up so that way they can visually see it, and we can get an emotion, a memory from that. Is it is it mostly the emotion that's coming from it that that's really piloting us? Yes, yes, mm. the emotion, and wow. just that moment right there, like that setup where you're seeing your present self plus your future, your um, childhood self in front of you. Like that moment always gets anybody choked up just oh, to yeah. see how moment. Yeah. And I know it's a, uh, a technique in hypnotherapy where you, when you picture yourself as a kid, where you, you reach out and you hug yourself. Yeah. The adult hugging the kid, reassuring, like, I'm always going to be there for you. You're never going to be alone. I always got gotcha. you. Um, whoa. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, you know, for somebody that needs to heal and have that assurance and that maybe that's what you were always looking for uh, and you never got it. Maybe that, you didn't get mm-hmm. that, that, that's the, the, that I'm not, you know, panning any parents, but maybe not the right validation when you were, were younger that you needed. Yeah, like hearing those words. I love you. You are great. You are smart. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't hear that. Right, right. And it's just, you know, life gets in the way, busy. Um, but maybe you went through something as a child and you needed to hear it, but you didn't hear it. And then you yeah. you buried all of that. Is there anything that stands out in your mind, Shirley, of, of helping somebody overcome an unusual challenge? When I say unusual, I mean, you know, something that, um, you know, n- not smoking. Any anything you know that you've you've worked with somebody on? Um, yeah, the most um, one that probably really stood out to me is the enoughness. Like somebody just didn't feel like 
they were worthy of like love. And that really was like surprising to me, like, you know, not in a judgment or anything. It was just like, I was like, how could you not, you know, I wasn't saying that to them, but I was just like, you are worthy. Tell me why you don't feel that way. And just to hear the things that the client was saying about themselves. And it was just rooted from, you know, hearing it as a child that, you know, that everything that they were a great, like a straight A student, but the parent just never really said like the great job you're doing great good for you so proud of you and that really stood out to me so me telling that client like I'm so proud of you all the things that they didn't hear you're doing great you're so smart you're going places I can't wait to see what you're gonna do like they just got so emotional about it and it was all the things they really needed to hear that they never heard before Mm. wow uh it's like we don't realize that as adults that that wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um do you remember a time that you got hypnotized and something came up? Yeah, actually I do. Um I was getting hypnotized and I felt like I was procrastinating a lot and I was just like I'm just not not I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So they um uh, put me under and they were asking all these great questions. And she was just like, it's not your procrastination. It's not, it's not that. And I was just like, but I'm not doing it. And she was just like, no, you know, after the session, we talked about it. And she was like, it's you, like you're stopping yourself. Like you have all the tools you want to do it. It's just, you're the one who's coming up with the excuses. You're the ones like, oh, well, I don't have the time. I don't think I can do this. And it was me who was stopping me, but it was like, you're not procrastinating. You're just not doing you're like you just are finding excuses not to do it. Mm. And you would have never realized that unless you had hypnotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. And just hearing somebody else say it, like, you know, it's like sometimes you're in the way you're in your own way, you know, you can't get out of it. And you just need to do hypnotherapy or rapid transformational therapy to get you out of your way. Think differently to change your mindset. You know, what's interesting when I first uh, went down the um, hypnotherapy road, I didn't realize, I was just thinking, all right, this is a hypnotist. They're going to hypnotize me. We're going to find things out. We're going to work on them. But when you take the the word therapy, hypnotherapy, you really are a therapist. You are talking about somebody's challenges, working through them with them. Um, the only difference is, right? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just in a nice, organic, natural way. Like, that's the way I look at it. It's just like all the tools are there. You just are pulling it out of them. But I never looked at it as somebody like you as, you know, uh, you know call it a traditional therapist. It was more of, well, it's a hypnotist over there, uh, yeah. which is which is all good. But what's interesting is you do both, but you encounter something that somebody didn't realize potentially, and then you work them through it. So it's just an, an interesting synergy of, of, of experience that, that helps us get through these things uh, and many things. And if there's anybody that says, ah, I've never been through any trauma, nah, no, <laughs> you really, yeah. you, you don't, you don't, no really, you don't know yourself. You really need to look. Yeah. Through. I would probably say like, you've probably been through a lot of trauma. You just have, are hiding it really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or you, or you don't recognize those things as trauma. Always is hiding in some way, whether you can't cry or show some sort of emotion or you're getting angry over things. Mm. It's always showing in some way. Yeah, yep. 
Uh, fascinating talk with you. I learned something, lots of things. I think we all do every time we get together. Uh, Shirley, how do we find you if somebody wants to try hypnotherapy, RTT, or even just have a conversation to learn more about it? How do we reach you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Instagram and TikTok, I'm on there as Shirley Barad. And as well as um, you can email me or call me. Phone number is 978-798-4868. And my email is illuminatingtherapy11 at yahoo.com. I love the name Illuminating Therapy because it kind of, it's what we're doing. We're shining a light on a situation and working you through it. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Coming right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.